Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. Welcome to my live, Q not live Q&A, but welcome to my video on red flags. In this video, I'm going to talk about the red flags you should never ignore in any area of your life. So I'm excited to get into this topic. But for those who's joining me for the very first time, my name is Joshua Ezzy, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. And after watching this video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe. I would love to be your coach here online. But for those who's been rocking me for a long time, whether you've been subscribed for 13 years or 13 days or 13 minutes, I want to say thank you um, for pressing that subscribe button and trusting that the gift that God has in me to help you all um, grow into the person that you need to be and make sense of your life. So I want to say thank you so much. But I also want to make sure I uh, communicate with those who's listening on my podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. A lot of people listen through that. I want to make sure I show them some love and support. But uh, let's get right into the topic. Today, we're going to be talking about red flags you should never ignore in life. And there's a couple of scriptures that I want to cover real quickly that will help us better understand the importance of us having discernment, the importance of us being able to discern what's in front of us. Let's get right into it. First John 4, 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Hebrews 5, 12 through 14 says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. Verse 13, for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. These verses are very profound and we must understand them deep. Let's dive a little deeper. First John 4, 1 says, beloved, do not believe every spirit. Every human being has a spirit. There's demonic spirits. There are human spirits, right? But test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because why? There are many false prophets that have gone out into the world. There's going to be a lot of people that's going to approach you and you got to have a certain level of temperament, a certain level of resolve to be able to say, I'm not going to move beyond this point until I fully test what's in front of me. Because a lot of people right now are entertaining counterfeits. A counterfeit is anything you try to force fit in your life. And they're ignoring or are not patient enough to wait for God's counterparts, things or parts that are going to play a major part in the roles in your life. But so many people are so impulsive. They're so eager that they're not even giving the spirit of God the opportunity to alert them or to guide them to discern between whether or not this thing was sent from God or not. So it's our responsibility to test what's in front of us. It is our responsibility to make sure that we are content enough and are willing to uh, uh, anchor ourselves in the will of God to the point to where we're able to tell a good thing no. The issue for a lot of us is not the distinguishing between what's bad and what's good. The issue for many of us is determining or distinguishing between what's good and God. But you have to have such a relationship with God that will enable you to be able to know what's of him, right? So the scripture says, test or beloved. That's first off, before I even get any further, the first word in there is beloved. In order for you to be able to test what's in front of you, you have to be loved. You have to let the love of God cast out all fear. And the issue is the reason why many of us are settling and, and, and are engaging with individuals that have obvious red flags is because we haven't allowed the love of God, the perfect love of God to cast out all fear. My question to you is, are you allowing the love of God to love you? Because when you know that you're loved, 
when you know that you are God's child, when you know that he uh, has his has the best intention for you. See, it doesn't matter. There's no one on the planet that loves you more than God. It, in other words, the one who loves you the most has the best intentions for you. So we have to be loved. We have to let God love us so that fear can be cast out of our lives so that we can be able to test. We're not going to be able to test or 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 accurately um, discern the spirits in front of us if we are first not allowing God to love us. It says, do not believe every spirit, meaning that you have to audit. You can't just take everybody's word at face value. You got to be able to say, you know what? Let me see the value behind the face. The face can be attractive. The guy can be handsome. The young lady can be beautiful. But you can't just believe everything that comes out of a person's lips. You got to see what's in their life. The issue is the reason why we have bewitched into believing things that is not of God is because we don't take our time to see beyond what's presented. We're so desperate. Therefore, we'll take anything that's delivered because we want to deliver online that our lives are perfect. Let's keep going. It says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. This is our responsibility so that we can be able to see, is this of God? The issue is we don't want what's of God oftentimes. We want what we want. And that's why we fall prey to obvious red flags. It says, why? For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Of course, we understand the biblical context of this, but there's a lot of people who are going to prophesy or be a false prophecy against the will of God. The devil loves to bring people into your life to, 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 to prophesy, not really prophesy, but to match uh, what is professed over your life from God's vantage point so that you can entertain a counterfeit. Hebrews 5, 12 through 14 says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, Paul talking. He said, he's coming to a people. He said, hey, by this time, you ought to be teachers. You ought to be mature. He says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. He says, you need milk, not solid food. Verse 13, for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of rights. That's important. We have to be skilled in the things of God to in, in order for us to uh, uh, know what's of God and to do what God wants us to do. We have there's some skill that we have to have as believers. But unfortunately, a lot of us, a lot of individuals are are babes still. Modern Christian culture is is feeding only milk. A lot of churches right now are not feeding milk meat. I mean. A lot of churches are feeding milk because they because you get more success from the unconverted and the babes because they are the most dependent. Right. So if you live in a if, if a church is or, or or the modern culture, Christianity is seeker friendly and, and are sensitive to the seeker, then, then they will modify their methods to match where they are. No, we're not supposed to not only meet people where they are, but we have to bring them where they ought to be, right? And so the issue is a lot of our Christian methods, a lot of our Christian ministries, a lot of our output is based upon babes or the unconverted. The devil doesn't want skilled believers. The enemy doesn't want a skilled and seasoned individual. So that's why if you look at modern day culture, it's Christian on Christian crime now. The, the devil has now got these people who are trying trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So now they're calling everything truth uh, legalistic. Be very careful of the legalistic demon. This legalistic demon is trying to attack the truth and couple it with real legalism. So what they're trying to do is throw out the good truth, the good 
uh, things like accountability, uh, church discipline, throwing out the the uh, uh, judging with righteous judgment, trying to throw all that out because they want the babes to stay babes. They want the unconverted not to be converted, right? And so this modern Christian culture is attacking everything as if it's legalism when some of the parts are actually true. And what that's doing is now these people who are secret sensitive are trying to downplay the truth to make the unbeliever feel comfortable. The gospel is never comfortable. The first initial presentation of the gospel is immediately uncomfortable. And so if you're not willing to make people uncomfortable, then they will never find comfort in Christ. Right. And that's important that we don't um, uh, uh, throw the truth out with quote unquote legalism. Right. That's why it says to get back into the text for though by this time you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again the basic principles of God. You need milk, not solid food. Verse 13, for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled. Everyone who lives on milk is unskilled. That's what we all got to look at. Am I still being uh, 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 only eating milk, right? For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, the word of God. We unskilled a lot of us since we are still children. Verse 14, but solid food is for the mature. I had to swallow this pill. Do I want to feed people milk or do I want to give people the meat of God's word? And when you give people the meat, don't expect to grow fast right? But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment. And empowerment of the Holy Spirit increases our ability to discern our the power for their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. That's powerful. As we grow in maturity, our discernment should be trained by constant practice to distinguish what's good from evil. And that's where we got to assess ourselves. How deep are we in the sanctification process? How mature are we? Are we still babes sipping on the milk of the breast of our preachers? Or are we able to go to the big boy, the big girl table, the, the table of the mature and eat solid food? so that we can practice the things the word of God wants us to practice so that we can be able to have our discernment empowered, trained by constant engagement, constant sensitivity, constant leading by the Holy Spirit, constant reading of God's word, constant acknowledging God so that we can be led in God, so that we can be in position to distinguish. Let's keep going. Now let's get to my main points. I just find, I love the word. I, we we could talk through those scriptures for two hours, but I have some points that I want to make sure I cover. Now the main thought for today's topic is this: no red flag is hidden. No red flag is hidden. And thank you all so much for who's watching right now live. Make sure you come and like and share the video to people that you think will benefit from this. And my goal since I'm off for the summer is to start doing more videos at noon. So be on the lookout for noon uh, videos. Main thought, no red flag is hidden. No red flag is hidden, especially to those who are trained. The spirit of God will make all red flags obvious. But either way, whether you got the spirit of God or not, all red flag, no red flag is hidden. They are all obvious and in plain sight. Let's keep going. The problem. Too many people are too insecure, too impulsive, too ignorant, too independent, and too impatient to see or adhere to the red flags in others and in themselves, and they are suffering the consequences of it. Too many people in our world today, the reason why they're trapped in cycles, the reason why they're having to deal with the expensiveness of people's red flags, right? 
is because too many of us are too insecure, too impulsive, too ignorant, too independent, too impatient to see or adhere to the red flags in others and in ourselves. We got red flags too. This video is not about red flags of others. This red, these are about red flags in us, right? And are suffering the consequence of, too many people are insecure, too insecure. They say, you know what? I may see the red flag, but since I don't see value in myself, and since I don't see my worth that comes from God, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go with this problem. I'm gonna be with this person anyway. I'm gonna take this job anyway. I'm gonna be their friends anyway. I'm gonna do this thing anyway. Some people are just too impulsive. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reactionary. I'm too emotional. I just gotta do it now. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. I, I don't care. Let's do it. You can't be impulsive. But too many people are impulsive. They just jump at every opportunity. Some people are just too ignorant. They're ignorant of Satan's devices. They're ignorant. They're naive. That's self-explanatory. Some people are just too independent. I don't depend on God. I don't need God. I'm going to do me. I'm too independent. I'm going to do what I want. I'm my own God. I'm too proud. Some people are just too impatient. I don't got time to wait on God. I'm going to do me. They're too insecure, too impulsive, too ignorant, too independent, and too impatient to see the obvious. Or if they do see it, there are too much of these things to actually adhere to the warnings of these red flags in others and in themselves. And they are suffering the consequences of it. So many people right now are suffering consequences by not adhering. See, one thing I told my students last night, my 16 to 18 year old Bible class, I told them don't abuse the grace of God. Because in certain situations, the grace of God may save your life, but it may not save a limb. <laughs> it may not save your car. It may not save your marriage. It may not save your friendship. It may not save your job. It may save your life, but you may lose something, right? Let me tell you something about this finger right here, my ring finger. I dislocated this finger in college. <clears throat> I was listening to Little John Eastside Boys in my in my um, dorm room. I was just feeling myself. I was just listening to music. I wasn't really, I was that Christian that was just like, ah, it's cool to listen to this music. It's cool to do whatever. And I clearly heard the Holy Spirit say, Josh, don't play flag football today. Now, the previous year, I had an opportunity to be on the ORU basketball team. And due to my negligence in my diet, I was overweight. I didn't do too good in practice or trials, but I had favor, though. And then this year, I had an opportunity. I was training. I was getting ready. I was ready for the walk-ons. I was going to be a walk-on on ORU's basketball team. That was my goal. That's what I was working on. And I actually had opportunities and favor and people that God connected me with that would have gave me the opportunity. But myself, I say, you know, I'm going to play flag football. They asked me to play. And I heard in the spirit of God, the spirit of God said, do not play today. And I said, man, whatever, man. I shook it off. The ladies was going to be there. You see what I'm saying? We invited people to the game. I was going to do me. Three or four plays into the uh, uh, flag football game, I dislocated my finger. Dislocated my finger so bad. The ligaments were dislocated so bad. I had to have surgery. To the point to where I had to wear a, a cask, I think, for three to four months. And guess what was a month away? The walk-on tryouts. So was I able to make the team? No. So I had an opportunity. I was saved. I didn't lose my life. I got. I kept my finger, even though it won't bend all the way. But I missed out on the opportunity to play on RU's basketball team, at least have the opportunity to walk on. And I trained for that moment. I was prepared for that moment. And due to my uh, abusing the leadership of the Holy Spirit, I missed out on a great opportunity. So what I'm saying is you can't abuse God's grace. The Bible says, shall we continue in sin because grace abound? Because grace do abound. But don't get it twisted. Don't misuse it. 
Because even though your life may be saved, you can lose things in the process. So that's why I utilize this as a constant reminder. Hey, man, listen before things get missing. Let's keep going. Too many people are, let me give my notes up. Too many people are too insecure, impulsive, ignorant, independent, and impatient to see or adhere Excuse me to the red flags in others and in themselves and are suffering the consequences of it. God, listen, God will always save you from your sin. God can save you from sin. God can save you from hell. God can save you from his wrath. But he doesn't always save you from the consequences. So many people right now are in relationships, have had babies with individuals, and they have to constantly deal with these people's issues. That's why this is a warning for all of us to make sure that we don't just willy-nilly go through life and engage and get connected with individuals and things and then get mad at God because of the consequences. Now God has to use this for your good now. Not everything, God is not trying to use everything for your good, but if you keep doing stuff, he will use it. God don't abuse us, but he uses the stuff that we abuse for our good. I don't want I don't want to keep doing a lot of stuff that God has to use to mold me. I, I want to be I want to be molded by conviction. I want to be molded by leadership, the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be molded by my consequences. I don't want to be shaped and molded by my mistakes. Right? I want to be molded by by the the the, the Holy Spirit working in me. All right, let's keep going. Too many people are too insecure. We already went through this. Now, Next point, it is important to have clear-cut boundaries, goals, and values so that red flags can be seen earlier and clearer. Very important. It is important to have clear-cut boundaries. These are some points. I got all these notes this morning, so I'm kind of just flowing. So these points may not uh, be in the order that I would have put them in if I would have had more time to work through them. But it is important to have clear-cut boundaries Goals and values so that red flags can be seen earlier and clear. A person who has boundaries and know they are bound to God, a bond servant of God, and have, are allowing the love of God to love them and shape them. These individuals are going to have boundaries, clear-cut boundaries, clear-cut goals, clear-cut values so that red flags can be seen earlier and clear. Let me tell you something about God. Those who are who are allowed God to who allow God to love them are individuals who's not easily moved by time. They're not moved by comparisons. They're not moved by individuals, people's success. They're not moved by that stuff because they know when it's their turn, it's their turn. Right. We'll talk more about that as we continue. I, I want to make sure I keep going. because I have a lot of notes I want to cover. Now, uh, next point is this. You must ask yourself, what would be the what would be the potential consequences Oh, you must ask yourself, what would the potential consequences be if I ignored these red flags? When it comes to a young man approaching you, ladies, when it comes to a young woman approaching you, fellas, when it comes to a job approaching, when it comes to anything approaching you, you got to be able to say, what are the potential consequences if I ignore this, this person's red flag? You know that he's aggressive. You know that he's lustful. You know, you know, you know. Just because he quotes a few scriptures, now all of a sudden you think that you can get in the mixture, right? Just because she, uh, whatever, whatever, she's good at this, she's good at that, she got a great body, doesn't mean that she's well able or that she's mentally, emotionally stable. And all that she says is all fables. We got to understand 
that we got to make sure that we think what are the potential consequences if I ignore this person's red flag? What are the potential consequences if I ignore my red flags? You got to think about that. And I want to make sure I, I post this book here now that we got some time. This book right here is a blessing. I wrote this book recently. It's called Counterfeit or Counterpart. How to continuously discern the will of God in every area of your life. A lot of these points that I'm discussing today come from this book. And this book is very impactful because it's going to help you test the spirits in front of you. And there's actual activities, actual uh, systems and processes that you can put every person through to test them. So if you feel led, get this book because I think it'd be a benefit to you. Let's keep going back to our points. But you got to make sure that you think three moves ahead. What are the potential consequences if I ignore these red flags? Let's continue. So I have more points. Now, now, what causes us to ignore red flags? Here are five things. I think that's five. Five things that causes us to ignore red flags. Number one, F, false hopes. False hopes is what causes us to ignore red flags. They're obvious. They're seen. We see them, but we ignore them. False hopes. False hope is anything that I put my hope in, hopefully uh, uh, believing that this thing will ultimately help me, right? Uh, but we have to understand our hope must be in God. Our hope, like I said in the previous video, our hope, and I, I don't know if it's for the students or for y'all, but, but our hope has to be in the one who has the greater scope. If not, our hope will fall down slopes, right? So our hope has to be in the one who has the ultimate scope. God has an eternal scope. I can't trust nobody's scope in this realm. I can't trust nobody's scope. Not mine, not anybody else's. Uh, my ultimate trust. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some people who have seen things that I can trust, but I can't put my ultimate trust in people who have limited scope. I have to put my ultimate trust in the one who has the ultimate scope. I got to put my hope in his scope because he sees my past, he sees my present, and he sees my, my predestined life all in one glance. So I have to put my hope in him so that my hope don't slope, nor do I get caught up in dope, right? But we got to make sure that we don't develop false hopes. But a lot of people got false hopes and they ignore. My hope is that this person will save me. A lot of people got this idea that, that, that once I get in a relationship, then I will be better. We're pursuing happiness versus being placed in joy. Being placed in joy and being placed in contentment is the safest place. But when you get your hope so caught up in, in, in uh, uh, all these different things, you forget the word that says hope deferred makes the heart sick. The reason why we are diseased as a people, the reason why we are mentally ill for a lot of people, the reason why we are ill in other places of our lives is because we have allowed our hope to be deferred. When you put your hope in something that's false and you believe it is true, and when it proves not to be true, then you through. And all of a sudden now you, you're, you're, you're suffocating in, in, in your own uh, uh, de de depression because you got caught up in these false impressions. That's why your hope has to be in God where nothing, you're not moved. My ultimate hope can't be in my wife. My hope can't be in my money. My hope can't be in, in anything, even though they may be true and have been sent by God. I still can't put my hope in that because anything in this earth realm can move by any kind of wind. You may not be able to bend, but there's a wind that will make you bend. You see what I'm saying? So I can't put my trust in anything because all it takes is a strong enough storm with a strong enough wind to make that thing bend. And now I'm in between confused. But if I'm rooted in God and he's my hope, then I could trust his scope. False hopes. Believing that this thing will save me. 
Believing this thing will bless me. Believing this thing will, will, will solve all of my issues and solve all of my troubles and solve everything in my life. That's a false hope. What causes to ignore uh, red flags, L, low self-esteem and lack of contentment? Well, at least someone's showing me attention. At least someone's giving me. That's why the enemy, they, they prey on people who are insecure. Because they know if you got low self-esteem, all I got to do is come down to your level and go up a couple of yards. <laughs> come down to the table, go up a couple of yards. And since you've never been told I love you, and since you've never been told that you're amazing, and since you've never been told that you was cute, and since you've never been told that you was handsome, and because you've never been told that you was worth anything, all they got to do is spit a couple of words at you, and now you immersed in what you've heard, and then you lose on yourself. We got to get to a place that we be loved so that we can rise above. Some people, the reason why they ignore red flags because of low self-esteem and a lack of contentment. They don't have no contentment. They're not content. They, they haven't pitched their tent in God and trust. That's why my tent is in God because wherever he moves, I, ooh, that's powerful. See, I don't build houses where I should pitch a tent. That's why I don't get so caught up in houses down here. I don't get so caught up in stuff because I'm a pilgrim passing through. So all I gotta do is construct tents in God's presence, right? Because if God moves, I can pick up my tent and move with him. That's contentment. That I've constructed a tent in God's presence. And wherever he moves, I can pitch up my tent and move. But if you get a house in a temporary place, hear me metaphorically, nothing wrong with having a house here, nice houses, don't matter, nothing wrong with that. But make sure that that don't become your anchor, right? But the reason why we supposed to pitch tent in God's presence, so that if God says move, we can move. And when God wants to wrap you up, there ain't nothing getting you stuck here. I told my students last night, I said, if Jesus comes back tonight, will you be glad or would you be sad? That's a question you got to answer too. If Jesus comes back tonight, in the next two hours, would you be glad at his appearance or sad at his appearance? Now, you're going to try to go with him because you, either way, you're going to be like, I don't want to be stuck here. But would your heart be troubled? Would you be like Lot and have to be dragged out of Sodom and Gomorrah? Or do you want to go with him? There's, I told, I told my students, I said, listen, if God comes back tonight and I never become a dad, I'm okay with that. If God comes back tonight and I never touch a million dollars, I'm glad. I'm all right. Because my, my, there's nothing in me through the help of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to make sure I'm going to let the Holy Spirit keep my heart from being anchored. That there's nothing here that's going to make me want to not disappear when it's time to disappear. So the question is, if Jesus comes back today, will you be glad or would you be sad? That's a real question. If you're not, if you're going to be sad, that means you, there's, you built a house in a temporary place. Eight, they accelerating to match with others, to match other people's accomplishments. What causes people to ignore red flags, especially in relationships? I don't care. I got a man. Now I'm going to put it on the gram so that everybody can see. So my ex can see I done moved on. And now you got this person in your life with all these red flags just to, to just to prove that you improved. See, you don't got to prove that you improved. Your improvement proves, right? And when we understand that, then we don't got to add different things into our lives to try to prove to people that we improve. Work on yourself and you naturally improve. But so many people are accelerating to match. Well, they getting married by next year. I'm going to try to get married by next year. I'm going to try to accelerate my life to match other people's accomplishments. That's accelerating in business. That's accelerating in ministry. That's accelerating in entrepreneurship. That's accelerating in areas. And you're ignoring the red flags. You're ignoring it. We, we ignore them 
because we want to match other people's accomplishments. So we ignore the red flags in this young man. We ignore the red flags in this young woman because we want to please the gram. The issue in life is the thing in life is we're supposed to be doing things for God, not for the gram. Let's keep going. Gee, God is taking too long. What causes us to ignore the red flags is God is taking too long. Let me tell you something about God. <clears throat> Your tears can make him move faster. Your pouting is not going to bring the outings. <laughs> it's not going to bring anything out of him. I'm telling you, God is not moved by that stuff. God is moved by improvement. God is moved by maturity. God is moved by contentment. God is moved by those things. And what I want to say about that is, is that God is taking too long because he wants to make you long. God takes a while so that you can grow up, so that we can grow up. And so the reason why many people ignore the red flags and other people, right, is that God is taking too long. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get me a boo. I'm going to get me a man. I'm going to do what I can. Because, God, you're taking too long. And then when you what you realize is that God's timing is so perfect to the point to where not only will you be whole, then the one you want will be whole. And let me tell you something about wholeness. Wholeness doesn't mean perfection. Wholeness means preparedness. Wholeness doesn't mean perfection. Wholeness just means that person's mature. Wholeness doesn't mean that person's perfect. Wholeness means that per person is healthy enough for a marriage relationship. I'm not perfect in my marriage, but I'm healthy for it. <laughs> I'm mature enough for it because of the Holy Spirit and my reliance on him. So I don't want people to think that a oh, whole means I got to be perfect. The Bible says, um, man, what's the scripture? Come on, give it to me, Holy Spirit. Um, uh, count it all joy when you go through various trials. Let's break that down. Count it all joy when you meet. So a, why, a smart person, a seasoned person knows that when a trial comes, whether of any various kinds, they meet it with joy because they know that this trial is going to make them uh, 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 last a while. It's going to make them grow and develop. So when they meet the trial of various kinds, whether it's a, a trial at the job, a trial over here, a testing, a trial period is a period of testing, a period of proving, a period of grooming a period of positioning. So it's a period of time where you're being tested so that you can be elevated. That's why a faith that is not tested is a faith that can't be trusted. So I count it all joy when a trial comes in my life because I know that the testing of my faith produces what? Patience. Everyone knows that the greatest things occur when you're the most patient. Patience comes from perspective. So I count on joy when I meet various trials. Oh, it's a trial period coming again. That means God is prepared. Trials should, you should rejoice when trials come because if God sent the trial, that means what's, what's coming after the trial is worth the while. That means what you've been praying for is on its way, but you have to be tested to make sure that you're prepared. So I count on joy when I meet various trials. Go to the testing of my faith. Faith is a muscle. I have to build my faith. My faith has to be developed. Because if you can't, if you don't have the faith to hold this level, how are you going to have the faith to weather the storms on the next level? If you're easily moved, if we're easily budged, if we're easily honked and tossed between two opinions, then how will we have faith against that? I got to have faith that no matter what happens in my marriage, I can still lead and I can still be led. I got to build my faith every day. I can't, nobody can uh, 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 practice for the state championship the day before and they never played before. Those people who are in the postseason in the NBA, in the NBA Western Conference, East Crown Finals are typically either the healthiest 
or the most, the best coach or the most talented or the most prepared, right? So we got to make sure that we allow these trials, even in your singleness, the trials in these other areas of your life, prepare you to build the faith to not waver from God, even if money comes. You got to have faith for treasure, not just from uh, uh, testing and trials. Because the reason why God has put a cap on a cap on us, the reason why Christianity is more like the NFL than it is the MLB, the MLB got a loose cap. Their cap is whatever. Because God knows if you go beyond a certain place, you're going to leave me. I love the verse that says, don't make me poor, God, to a point to where I steal, nor make me too rich that I leave you. There's a certain place that God foresees and knows that person can't, can't handle a million dollars. That person can't handle a wife right now. That person can't handle a husband right now. That person can't handle um, being known and recognized. They're not disciplined enough. They're not submitted enough. They're not focused enough. So God is taking too long. Uh, ask what causes us to ignore red flags. We have a savior's complex. We ignore red flags and people because we have a savior's complex. Oh, I can save him. What, what the uh, psalmist J. Cole said, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save him. They don't want to be saved. Only Jesus can save, fam. We don't have the energy. We don't have the capacity. We don't have the strength to be Jesus. So we ignore his red flag because we believe that we can save him. And ladies, hear me clearly. You can't save a man because if you try to save a man, you will have a boy for the rest of your life. Because what happens is when a woman has a savior's complex, then she starts nurturing a man. Men don't want nurturing. Men don't need nurturing. Men need support. Boys, sons need nurturing. Men don't need nurturing. And so we have a savior's complex. You have a misunderstanding of your gifting of nurturing. And now you start nurturing this man as if he's your husband. And now he's content with the benefits and has no desire to meet your requirements because he's getting all of your breasts and all the milk that comes from it. He's being breastfed. A man of God wants to be supported motivated, <clears throat> encouraged, not nurtured. And when you have a savings complex, don't allow your 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 sight of the goodness in them make you ignore their red flags. I posted this on Instagram that you just because you see good in them doesn't mean you ignore their red flags. And so many people are ignoring the, the red flags in a woman. They're ignoring the red flags in a man because of the good they see in them. But only the goodness of God draws a man to repentance. Your goodness can't make a man repent. Your goodness can't make a woman repent. Only God's goodness, mercy, and grace can pop someone open and say, hey, I am a sinner. I need a savior. I need to be sanctified and molded so I can develop the skills where my, my discernment has been trained, where I'm able to distinguish between what's good and evil. Ladies, you want a man that's able to distinguish between what's good and evil. If you don't got a man that ain't able to, they're more, more focused on being distinguished versus being able to distinguish, then you're going to find yourself in ditches. So don't have a savior's complex thinking that you can save this man. Only Jesus can save. And you don't want a man um, uh, who's still a boy, right? And you nurturing them. And then, then, then you like, okay, well, I'm going to build him up. And how many women have built the boo, built the man? They don't build the man. The man done left after they done built. And he don't built the man. He done kicked you out of the house that you built. He done kicked you out of the life of his that you helped him build. So that's why you got to be built and he has to be built so that y'all can build an empire together. And a lot of guys have a savior's complex too. They want to save her. 
and, and, and mold her dreams and you're over there and all she wants to do is be on Instagram. All she wants to do is uh, get followers and likes and she don't even know how to do anything. And all of a sudden, but I see good in her. I can see it in you and you invested in businesses and she don't got no business acumen. And you trying to support her and trying to send her off to college. She don't want to go. And you supporting this dead weight. That's why we can't be unequally yoked because we unequally yoked. The, the premise of that, that point is, is that the stronger calf is the one that dies. That's why they always say the weaker one in the relationship controls the relationship. The, the one that's least in love, less in love, the one that's the weakest in relationship controls the relationship. Because you know why? Because all they got to do is be carried. And as you're pulling your weight, you're pulling their weight and the carriage and the marriage. So you're pulling you, you're pulling her, you're pulling him and the marriage and the carriage and the kids. And it snaps your neck in the process and you suffocate while they're living because they're leeches. That's why we can't get so caught up on or saving people. Let Jesus save. Let him save. And, he, if they, and, and no, don't even just let Jesus save. See how far they're deep in the sanctification process. People, a, a man can be saved. A woman can be saved, but don't know how to behave. <laughs> they're righteous. The imputed righteousness of Jesus has been placed on them. They're in right standing with God, but they're not mature. They're still on milk. So they don't know how to behave as a husband yet. They just got saved. They don't know how to behave as a wife. They just got saved. They don't know how to behave in these different areas. They just got saved. So you just can't be like, well, they know the Lord or, or have they allowed the Lord to shepherd them and develop them to maturehood until where they're able. So the reason why we ignore red flags is because F, false hopes, L, low self-esteem or lack of contentment. A, accelerating to match other people's accomplishments. G, God is taking too long or because we have a savior's complex. Let's go to the next slide. Now, there are four red flags you will see from God or you will see in life. I didn't mean to put God, maybe I did, but you will see in life. There's the green flag, there's the yellow flag, there's the red flag, and there's the white flag, right? Now, I created this card game called Dating Prep. I don't know if I uploaded the graphic. Let me upload it real quick. And I wrote a book called Dating Prep. I'm going to post that in a minute. And this is where I got this idea from. The Holy Spirit gave me, the Holy Spirit is a genius. He gave me this idea. Uh, let me show you the book real quick. So the two books that I think will be a blessing for you all is Dating Prep. Those are people who are uh, 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 in a relationship right now or they're preparing for one. Um, this book is for people that uh, desire to date God, date themselves and, and be dateable for the love of their life forever. So this book has a ton of questions in it. And it has a ton of questions that you should ask yourself if you're single. And if you're in a relationship, you get a book for you, you get a book for her, right? Or a book for him. And the same question that you ask him or ask her is the uh, question um, that you write in the book and they write in the book. And the purpose of this book is to see, are y'all in the same sentence on the same paragraph on the same page? Are y'all in step? Because you could be on the same page, but not be in the same paragraph. You ever been in a class where you on the right page, you on page 113, you on page 114, but you ain't been listening to the teacher. The teacher's been reading and the teacher calls on you to read and you don't know where she's at in the paragraph. You don't know where he's at in the paragraph. So y'all can be on the same page, meaning that y'all love God. Y'all can be on the same page with whatever when it comes to financial stuff. Y'all can be on the same page when it comes to whatever, but y'all not in the same sentence on the same paragraph. So the goal is, is to ask the right questions to either end the wrong relationship or extend the right relationship. So that book dating prep is a great tool there, right? Now, 
Let me show you these cards real quick. So these, these flags is what's in the card game as well called dating prep. So we have the green card that is go. We have the yellow card that says slow. We got the red card that says whoa. And we still got the white card that says no. Right. So in the game, if the person answers the question is a fun kind of part, you, you can be serious. You can be funny with it. If they ask a question, you can say, hey, that's a go. I like that. Or if it's some level of caution, hey, let's slow up on that. What do you mean by that? If it's a red flag, like, whoa, fam, I don't know about that, fam. That sounds real iffy. A white flag says, hey, this needs to end right now. So the point of the game that in all these games and cards, card games and books are available on my website. But the whole purpose of it is to teach you how to discern and teach you how to listen, to teach you how to hear and say, is this what it really appears? So the red flags you're going to see from God's God going to be like, hey, that's a go. That's my will. That's what I, that's what I, yep, I sent him. That's your boo. Word, God. You crying? Oh, man, this is it, God. Like, that's a go, fam. Hey, that, hey, I made this. I customized this for you, son. I made it just like the way you like them. I made them the way you like them. Do you really think that you can outbuild God? Do you, we really think that we can outdo God? Do you really think that God is not going to give you someone that you like? Guys are out here saying, hey, you got to marry what's, what's unattractive. No, no. God is creative. <clears throat> God is creative. When we understand that God is creative, then we let him create. God created my wife. God created our union. God created. And let me tell you something about my wife. Y'all remember Jamie Foxx? Ever since I was a young boy, and I used to sneak off and watch Jamie Foxx, I used to always be attracted to fancy. I don't know why I was always attracted to fancy. Y'all know fancy? I wish I had a picture. If I had known I was going to draw, I would have had a picture of fancy. I was always attracted to fancy. I always like that kind of woman. That's all. I, that's what I like. And there's nothing wrong with no other girl. But that, that's just it, obviously it played a part in my purpose. And then my wife resembles fancy, and I was like, "Wow, God gave me what I like." And God is very creative. God would give you what you like. You can't outbuild God. You can't outcreate God. So stop selling for something that you created, the devil created, or you just created off a of happenstance. God is good at creating. God knows how to create what's good for you. If you know that God loves you, that means you know God will build what you love. So you don't got to settle for a man. If you like him 6'4", or if you like him 5'4", God got him for you. There's 7 billion people. There's 7 billion people on this planet. And just because your little circle doesn't have the guy you want, you don't think that God ain't going to move your man to uh, where you are? You don't think that, you don't, how do you not know that your man's a county over? Your wife's a state over. But we lack understanding. We lack trust in God's creativity as if God can't, can't make the man of your dreams. Is it like God can't make the woman of your dreams. So that's why I stopped creating stuff. I stopped creating circumstances. I stopped creating things outside of my control. What I create now is, is creating, allowing the Holy Spirit, creating me a new heart to renew me a right spirit so that I can be creative in my marriage. But when it comes down to um, creating ministry opportunities, I don't create ministry opportunities. I don't create things because if I create it, then I got to sustain it. But if God creates it, he'll make the path. So we got to be able to know that God will give us what we like. If you like 6'4", if you like 5'4", if you like a thick or you like a thin, it don't matter. God can get it to you. Let him create. And so we got to understand that that God got a green flag too. God's like, hey, that's a go, fam. Hey, you ever seen them when they bring a Lamborghini, a custom-made Lamborghini to somebody's house? 
When they bring a custom-made uh, Rolls Royce somebody's house, they, they don't put no Rolls Royce. You, know, you, see, you ever see them trucks that be carrying cars? Sometimes they might do that. But if it's a custom-made, your car ain't on nobody's rack out there in the elements. They got they got the car wrapped up in this cloth. They got the car inside of a tractor trailer, in the side of the cabin. And, and when they come, they pull up to the back of the house. They lift up the, the thing and they roll the Lamborghini out slowly. They roll the Rolls Royce out slowly. They pull off the fabric for you because it's custom made for you, right? They, didn't, they don't want no bugs hitting up against your car when they're delivering it. They want you because you're a client. You paid a high price. You paid a high price of denying your flesh. You paid a high price of, of curving guys and curving girls, even though they curvy. You paid the ultimate price of being pure and remaining pure. You paid the price. So you paid the price for this custom made. You waited. And now when it's delivered, now it's coming out smooth and slowly for you to enjoy. So God is a great creator. He can create the greatest scenario. That's why just live. This is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it because you never know who you're going to meet. God ain't going to have you meet someone in sadness. He, you have a higher chance of meeting the one. You have a higher chance of meeting what's for you in gladness, not sadness. Gladness must be an aura about you. That's right. A man will find you Focus on your purpose. Just live it. I'm telling you, just live and be happy. You heard our sister? Live and be happy. My wife met, I met my wife when she came into my purpose. I was on a stage preaching, teaching in my purpose, in my ministry, with books on the table, stuff on the table. I was in my purpose and God brought her in there in his perfect timing. Just because it's your perfect time to meet doesn't mean it's your perfect time to marry. So don't get it confused that you met the one I got to get married. Y'all still got to be a, 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 a led by the spirit. But what I'm trying to say is that God is a creative. He is vivid. He is colorful. He is strategic. He is detailed. If you, he'll, he'll give you what you like. Trust me. He gave me what I like. <clears throat> and she, and he gave me, he gave her what she like. She like a man's man. My wife like a man, man. My, my wife don't like no, I ain't no pretty boy. My wife like a manly man. I'm a manly man. I'm, I'm a man. I got, I'm ashy all the time. <laughs> I'm ashy. I don't care about how I look. No, I don't care about how I'm looking. I'm just talking about. I'm saying I'm just a manly man. I can go out there and change a tie and cut a tree down. I can go out there and garden. She wanted a kind man. I'm very kind. She got what she wanted too. But we had gladness in our singleness. Let's keep going. So God got a green flag for it. That's a go, fam. That's yours, baby boy. God over there screaming. That's, that's, this is my son in whom I'm well there you go, boy. Enjoy. Enjoy her bosoms forever. That's yours, son. I made that for you. Enjoy. You remember you like those? You say you like those kinds. You know what I'm saying? You say you like this kind of shape. You like you like this kind of woman who's like this in temperament. You wanted this. I built her for you. Green flag, that's your man. That's your boo. I made that man for you. Oh, God, he do got broad shoulders like I like him. Oh, God, he do got that. Oh, God, oh, God. No, you didn't, God. God, you built, yeah. That's why I tell people, even sexually, you don't got to test drive to find out. Dude, God is even creative, even in the sexual stuff. And they ain't trying to get vulgar, but hear me closely. You don't got to test drive and fill in his pants to see how big he is. You don't got to worry about, uh, 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 is she, do she got the moves for this? You don't got to worry about that. Oh, that's tailor-made too. Oh, that's custom-made too. 
God created sex. God made sex. God made the pleasure points of sex, meaning that you don't have to discover and be like, oh, uh, will he be big enough? Will he fill me up, God? <laughs> Sorry, time out, time out, full time out. <laughs> fill me. Anyway, Rashad, fill me. <laughs> 30 second time out, coach, take time out. God created all the pleasure points. You don't got to test drive anything sexually. All that stuff is in the write-up for you. Let's keep going before. Uh, right. There's yellow flags. God's like, slow down. This might be the one, but y'all just so God gave us a yellow flag. God gave me and my wife a lot of yellow flags. Slow down. Don't get married yet. We dated for five years. We courted for five years. God was like, slow down, slow down. We, my time is perfect. That's a slow God be like, hey, slow down. Slow, slow, slow. Whoa, y'all going too fast. There are red flags, right? Where God, where you like, whoa, I ain't know that about you. And even the ones, even the one God has me may have a red flag. But that person's heart is submitted. That person's heart, like I had red flags. My wife had red flags, not like major red flags, maybe small little flags. But our hearts were submitted to God to the point to where God can pluck those flags out of our lives. Nobody's going to come to you perfect. There's going to be some people that may have some minor red flags, maybe not be all the way red, but it's like, like pinkish color or whatever. But those red flags are just like, hey, you need to work on your finance a little bit more, Josh. You need to work on this a little bit more. That's a red flag. That's a cautionary thing, right? So you got to work on that. So even the one may have a one and a half red flag that's not like a major red flag, but it's like a minor red flag. And you need to, whoa, whoa, ask questions. Yo, what's that about? So that, but that person's heart submitted up to God, where God trusts that it was it was it was meant for you to meet, but it wasn't meant for you to marry. That's that in between phase. Y'all, it was meant, it was God's will for y'all to meet, but there may be some stuff He still aren't at the kinks of. You're healthy enough, you're whole enough to meet, but you got to still heal in certain areas so that y'all will be prepared for marriage. So it was God's timing for y'all to meet, but it may not be time for God to marry. And there's a white flag. God's like, no, we done, we quit, we off, we out, let's go, we done. And we got to listen to the Holy Spirit when it comes to those things. Holy Spirit, that's a go. Holy Spirit, like, no, that's slow. Holy Spirit, like, whoa. And the white flag guy, the Holy Spirit, just like, straight, no. <laughs> Let's keep going. Comment below. Let me know if y'all learned something. Some quick points real quickly. Contentment is the best place to make decisions. Contentment is the best place to make decisions. When you content in God, you make the better decisions because you acknowledge God in all your ways. Next point. Things become more expensive the more you ignore them. Please understand that. Things become more expensive the more you ignore them. The more you ignore a thing, the more expensive come. The more you ignore his red flag right now, when you ignore his red flag, he becomes more expensive. I don't want no expensive wife. I want what I mean by that is I don't want to marry someone and I got to keep paying all the time. I got to pay over and above what I should pay emotionally, what I should pay spiritually. Now, there will come seasons where you got to pay a little bit more, but it's not expensive. Because if you ignore a red flag, that person becomes more expensive. They take up more of your time. They take more of your money. They take more of your energy. They take more of your resource. They take more, 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 more. And you become poor, poor, poor. Right. That's why you got to make sure how expensive are they? What is the maintenance fees that comes with this person? Like, you know what I'm saying? What kind of debt am I getting into with this person? Like, like, what are they financially? How are they emotionally? How are they spiritually? How are they mentally? How are they emotionally, how, uh, physically, etc.? How are they? Because the more you ignore his red flag and you saw his aggression, 
You it's gonna that aggression is gonna be expensive. The more you ignore how loose she is with her words and how she just cuts you, and you ignore that just because she's curvy, but she curses you out, but she's curvy though. The more you ignore that, the more expensive she becomes. That's why you gotta make sure you don't ignore these red flags because these things become more expensive. They more expensive, more they're beyond your capacity to pay. And now you're in debt energy-wise. You're more in debt emotionally. You're more in debt spiritually. You're more in debt physically. You're more in debt financially because you ignored the you, you ignored all the things that are attractive. Because a lot of people are attractive. They're attractive physically, they're attractive financially, but you want holistic attraction. You want to say, hey, is everything equal? At a, at a level where it's healthy and it's bubbling. How are you spiritually? How are you emotionally? How are you physically? How are you uh, 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 financially? How are you in all your illies? How are you? Because the more you ignore a thing, the more you ignore the red flags now, the more expensive they become later. Last but not least, last but not least in this, on this slide, ask a lot of questions. This is your life. Listen, we, I know how valuable, I ask a lot of questions. Who's going to be there? Where is it at? How much does it cost? How many miles is away from miles? I ask a lot of questions because I don't, you, that might be too much gas for you. <laughs> Listen, I got to count the cost. That might be too much gas, man. I can't, I can't make it out there. It's too much gas. It ain't worth it. Who all going to be there? Because I got to keep my peace. How much is it going to cost? Because I got goals. How much time do I have to be there? Because I, I got, I got. Uh, listen, I don't got time to be hanging out with y'all, and I got books and card games. I got legacy to build. Got to ask a lot of questions. Hope y'all learning something. Man, I got two more major slides. Man, I'm at 55 minutes. Let's keep going. Red flags you should never ignore. Here are some red flags you should never ignore. Number one, F. Yours and their fellowship of God. Yours and their fellowship of God isn't strong. Now, please forgive me if I I wrote this all this morning, so it may not be as polished as I would like it. But one thing you should never ignore is your fellowship with God and their fellowship with God. You shouldn't ignore that. Because if they can't flow with God, they're not able to lead you and they're not worth following. Or she's not going to be a good follower, right? So you can't, you can't ignore even your relationship with God. Some people ignore them. And people swear up and down they good with God. Just because you read a devotion, you good with God? Just because you read about every night, you good with God? What I mean by good with God, I'm not talking about right standing with God. We're talking about like strong, able, stable. You got to check your fellowship with God. Am I close enough to God? Do I practice the disciplines that puts me in a position to make good choices? Do I trust God with all my heart? Or do I lean to my own understandings? Do I in all my ways acknowledge him? And how straight are my paths? If your path is always crooked, then something in your heart doesn't trust God. Somewhere in your life, you're leaning more towards you. And you're not practicing acknowledging him. So you got to say the first red flag to, that you that uh, uh, you can't ignore is, am I in a place with God to make the right decision? <clears throat> he's cute. She's handsome. Hold on. She's cute. He's handsome. <laughs> right? That's why I love the word handsome. <clears throat> Ladies, you want to be with a man that got something to hand. <laughs> what does that man have in his hand? That's a handsome man. A man that can hand something over. That's a handsome man. A handsome man ain't just a person who's attractive. All he can hand over is looks. You got to say, can you, can you, what's your credit score? Hand that over. Hand over your financial performance. Hand over your spiritual, hand it over. That's handsome. Someone, that, a man that got something to hand over is a handsome man. 
But you got to audit <clears throat> your relationship with God, their fellowship with God. Is it strong enough to make a strong decision? And, or am I strong enough in the things of God? Am I flowing in God enough to where I'm actually able to make a decision like this? So red flag you should never ignore is <clears throat> first your fellowship with God. And whether or not his or your fellowship or his or hers, yours, whoever, relationship with God is strong. And one thing you should never ignore, other F, is the first unction of the Holy Spirit. You should never ignore the first unction of the Holy Spirit. Don't ignore that. The Holy Spirit is quicker than the devil. The devil, will, the enemy or whatever, whatever, they may, some things are sent your way, some things went your way. So not everything was sent by the devil, not everything sent with God. Some things just went your way because of compatibility, because of proximity. But everything that went your way will be used either way by God or by the devil. So not everything was sent your way, some things went your way, right? So, so if something went your way, you still got to say, Holy Spirit, scan them. I, I'm still cordial. I still smile. I talk to people. Hey, what's up, fam? And they don't even know I'm scanning them the whole time. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit scanning. King. Or uh-uh. Like, uh -uh. Oh, it's good talking to you, fam. Love you, man. You be blessed. Hey, man, what's, what's up, man? I would love to help, but I move on, right? But that's what we can't. We cannot ignore the first unction. The issue is the reason why the unction ain't on high is because we've been grieving him for time. We've grieved him for so for such a long time to the point to where we we don't even we don't even we, he's we so grieved him. He's polite. He's patient. He's polite. He's a gentleman. He's like, all right, man, do your own, do your own thing. We'll see how far that gets you. So one red flag you should ignore is the strength of one's fellowship with God. You should not ignore that. The second thing you should not, not ignore is the first unction of the Holy Spirit. All of us been there. Every ex-girlfriend I had, the Holy Spirit said no, and I ignored him. All the bad decisions I made, I heard his no, I can remember his no, but I ignored his no. We've all been guilty of that, where we knew this wasn't it, but we did anyway because we was insecure, impulsive, impatient, ignorant, or independent. L, red flag you should never ignore. Poor all-around language. What's their body language like? What's their verbal language like? You should ignore that. That's a red flag. How you communicate in body and in word. That's a red flag. We need, we talk about poor language even about themselves. You don't want somebody that's needy, always complaining. That's bad. Poor language. That's bad language. They got no goals, no aspirations, no motivation in their words, no strength in their words, no purpose in their words. No, 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 no value, no, no, no strong self-esteem in their words. All around poor language. Their body language. They sit at the table with you, but their neck is loose. You want a ladies, you want a man who's neck strong. <laughs> you want a man with some good traps. He done been through some various trials. When a girl walks by that neck, mm -mm. guys, we got peripheral. We see everything. The sin is not in the first look, fellas. The sin is in the second look. The second look reveals your heart. And you want a man whose neck is strong. He got, he got good eye contact. He's engaged with you. And you done seen Juicy juicy Julie walk by. You seen him. You seen it, And you saw him still look you in the eye. And that, that booty barely grazed his ear. <laughs> that thing went by like that. And he didn't even pay no attention. He saw it. But he sees you. <laughs> so what's their all-around body language? What's their all-around language like, right? 
What's their? Do they got a strong? You know, are they? Are they? Do they got proper all around language? Good body language, good uh, 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 word language, all that kind of stuff. Are they cursing? Are they uh, damning things? Are they? Are they uh, self deprecating? Are they negative? What's their body language? What's, what's their language like? You want a confident man? You want a confident woman? You want you want a woman who's not confident in her looks. You don't want a man who's confident in his money. You want a person that got that godly confidence about them. They believe anything's possible. They walk knowing that they got favor surrounded like a shield. They don't need you. They want you. You want a person that wants you, not need you. Need leads to perversion. If they need you, they will pervert whatever they have or want. A, they have a bad attitude. They have a bad attitude, especially against those they cannot benefit from. Be very careful in the associations with people who mistreat people beneath them. Why? Because one day you may be beneath them. Watch how people treat the, the Uber driver. Watch how people treat the waitress and the waiter. Watch, watch the way they treat the people beneath them because one day when they see that you are beneath them, beneath them, they'll treat you the same way. What's their attitude? How do they treat people? How do they treat people when, 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 when also see how they treat people in whom they can benefit from? You got to watch how they treat those that they can benefit from and who they can't benefit from. Because if all you're doing is jerking and jiving all the time and you don't got no confidence in God, then that then that means what, that person has too much of a voice in their life. No man makes me jump and dance like God. No man. I, I, ain't, I don't care if I'm in a room with Jordan. I don't care if I'm in a room with a billionaire. I don't care if I'm in a room with anybody. I ain't budge. It's hard to be impressed by a man when I'm in constant awe of God. It's hard to be impressed by a man or impressed by a woman or impressed about what they have. It may be impressive, but they're not going to make a strong impression on me because I am in constant awe of God. How can I be impressed by you when I don't met God, fam? And I know God personally. I got God on speed dial. They have a bad attitude. Especially with those they can benefit or cannot benefit from. They're all into you too early. That, that's a red flag. They all into you. Why are you all into me so early? When someone is all into you too early, they're in awe of the idea of you. They are in love or infatuated with the idea of you, but not you as an individual. So there's two people. I'm Joshua Ejike Ezi. And then there's Coach Josh. People are accustomed to Coach Josh, the anointed one. Coach Josh, when the Holy Spirit has, woo, 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 you know what I'm saying? Holy Spirit, I'm a stick ship. Holy Spirit, woo, woo, when he get in that driver's seat, woo, woo, when I'm on these videos, woo, 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 you know what I'm saying? The, the anointing is all over. People are drawn to that. Some people look at me and they're like, oh man, this guy's amazing. But I say, have you met Joshua EGK Ezzy? The one that kind of oh, that overthinks sometimes, the one that be like, did I do a good job? We talking about, when I'm, like that, I'm not like that all the time, but I'm saying, we talking about the real me. The one that loves deep talks, <laughs> love the one that likes talking about conspiracies, the one that loves to talk about random stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want someone that's all into you too early. That means they're in all of you, because especially with Instagram, especially with this age, people can binge you before they see you. Right now, before someone ever meets me, they probably don't watch 20 of my videos before they met me. They're high off the coach, Josh, but when they meet Joshua, yeah, they be like, oh, this guy the same? So what I'm saying is people can go on your Instagram and scroll all the way through your pictures and all they see is she looks good. She looks good. He got that. Ooh, that his car? 
So what they do, they, they developed, they created this idea of y'all being together before they even met you. Or if you have met a person, they're so all into you because they done been through your all of your pages. And then they're like, okay, okay. Now they got this image and idea of you, but they don't have the grace and the capacity for the individual. You want somebody that got the grace for you. Not somebody that's trying to run a race with you, run a, run a quick race with you. Anybody who a sprinter, don't marry sprinters, marry marathon runners. Don't marry sprinters, marry marathon runners. Marry people who train for marathons, not people who train for sprints. Because people who train for sprints, they sprint and they done. They exert energy and they done. They done, they want things quick, they want it whatever. Marry people who are marathon trained because they understand it's a long journey. Yes, my wife is beautiful, but she's always changing. I can't just be caught up on this version of her. She's growing. I, I'm a marathon runner. Okay, we we pacing ourselves in year three. We on mile three right now. We're pacing ourselves. I'm not rushing her. Come on, let's do videos together. Come on, come on, come on, come on. No, 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 no. If we get there, we get there. If that's a part of it, it's not. Whatever. I'm not rushing her, nor is she rushing me. You want to marry someone that got grace for you. The capacity to deal with you holistically and completely without giving up and tapping out. Do this, does this person have the grace for you? And are they marathon trained as a runner or are they just a sprinter? They're all into you too early, and y'all are not on one accord. Y'all are not on the same page. That's a red flag. That's why you gotta ask a lot of questions. Ask a lot of questions to see. Are we on the same sentence, in the same paragraph, on the same page? And how do you know you're on the same page? When you know the pages of the Bible well. When you know the pages of the word of God well, you'll know who's on your page or not. Because that's our rock. That's our root system. That's where the word of God is, is how we live our lives. So how are y'all going to be on one accord if they don't know the pages of the word of God? How are y'all going to be on the same page? They don't, y'all don't, they don't even know nothing from the word of God's pages, right? So they are, they have a bad attitude. They're all into you too early and y'all are not on one accord. They're too attached to their family. That's a red flag too. The Bible says leave and cleave. Not cleave and cleave. The Bible says leave and cleave. You see what I'm saying? If they're too attached to their family, that's a red flag, fam. We're not talking about you love your family. We're talking about too attached. Like mama's words are affecting your marriage. Daddy's words is affecting y'all's marriage. Uncle's words affecting y'all's marriage. Grandmama's words affecting y'all's marriage. No, leave and cleave. We appreciate you, but we out. We'll come visit when we come visit. But y'all can't have no control. That's a red flag. They're too attached to their family. Mama called, he jumped, he gone. Y'all married, you got a whole husband, and he. you swear, you think, deep down, you think he's married to his mama. You think she's married to her dad. That's dangerous. G, they compromise the things of God. G, they compromise the things of God. That's a red flag. If they can, if they can, listen to me. If they compromise God, they're going to compromise you. Don't be surprised when they compromise you. If you see fruit that they're compromising God. They're they, they always talking about being in the bedroom. They're always talking about being alone with you. They're putting their hands everywhere on you. They they uh, they uh talking about, well, let's wait six months. We don't got to wait till we marry. They're talking um, crazy about, about different things that, that, is, that is compromising the values and standards of God. That per, that's a red flag. But once again, in order to know what's of God, you got to be of God and know him. 
So they compromise the things of God. If they're going to compromise the things of God, they will compromise you. Thank y'all so much for watching. We got a lot of people in here. Thank y'all. 71 people. Make sure y'all like, share with some people. Thank y'all so much for, for staying tuned in here at the hour and ninth minute hour, the, uh, the marker. I believe I pray this is good. It's came to me this morning. Uh, last night, they want to go fast. Watch out for people. They're moving too fast. Why are you moving so fast? Well, why we, we, we slow down? Slow down. That's a red flag. There's more red flags. These are the ones I came up with this morning. Yes, they have bad self-esteem and self-control. You don't got time to be a, a, a pick-me-upper all the time. God made shoulders for a man to carry life, not a woman. God made hips for, for on women for, to carry children, to carry, you know, bags <laughs> and not no husband. <laughs> you, you got your man on your hips. Mama, ma, ma, pick me up. Mama, ma, I'm so low. I lose everything. Pick me up. Oh, mama, you all on your hips. Pick me up. Put me on your shoulders, man. <laughs> yeah, whatever. They have bad self-esteem, man. You don't got that's too much weight, man. You got it. Self-esteem issues got to be dealt with before marriage. It has to. It's a must. Self-esteem issues got to be dealt with before you are ever placed in a position of the marriage, of ministry, of you can't have low self-esteem in these areas. You got to always be confident in God. Oh, thank you for watching from South Africa. Thank y'all so much for watching. They have bad self-esteem and self-control. They have no self-control. You want a man that can control his loins and you want a woman that can control her lips. You want a man who can control his his uh, uh, his uh, strength. It's like you want a woman to control her emotions. You All of us got to have self-control. That's a fruit of the spirit. That's right. Sicily said, get off my hips. Man trying to get on your hip. Now, if you want to get on your <clears throat> now, if you marry, a man gonna get them hips. Either way, a good man deserved them hips. So let me <laughs> um, a good man that's that's taking responsibility, taking care of the house, he can get on them hips. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His self-esteem strong, he can get on them hips. Not no little boy. Let's keep going. Their life is not structured. Thank you for watching from uh, Georgia. Y'all watching from all over the place. Thank y'all. 77 of y'all. Thank y'all. Watching from uh, on Facebook and on uh, YouTube. Their life is not structured. They're not financially structured. They, their life is out of order. That's a red flag, man. They, they've got bad money management. They got all these different things, man. That's bad. So red flags you should never ignore is the strength of one's fellowship with God. Uh, you should never ignore the first unction of the Holy Spirit. You should never ignore uh, bad or poor language all around. Oh, I forgot their lures. You got to also not ignore their lures. Some people are trying to lure you away from accountability, trying to lure you away to themselves to control you more, right? They're trying to lure you away. Uh, how? What are they trying to lure you to? Lure. What are they trying to lure you to? Also, uh, their bad attitude. They're all into you. Y'all not on one accord. They're too attached to their family. They compromise the things of God. They want to go too fast. They have bad self-esteem and self-control, and their life is not structured. Thank you for watching from Cali. God gets the glory. I'm glad it's a great word. Compton in the building. Oh, I know this word good. We got people from Compton watching. It's real. <laughs> How to be able to see and adhere to the red flags. Real quick, and I'm done. Number one, fellowship with God more often. How to be able to see and adhere to red flags in a better way where you actually are deepening your discernment and you're growing like the word of God says, you're practicing these things and you're able to determine between what's good and evil. Fellowship with God more often and become more familiar with him. That's how you increase your discernment. Fellowship with God. The more you know God, the more you know what's of God. One thing that I love is what like the uh, Federal Reserve does. The people who uh, observe money, 
They don't study the fakes. They don't study the fakes. Because the more you study the fakes, the more mistakes you make. All they do is study the real. They study the real over and over again. They study the real. When you're with God and he's the real deal, you'll know how to make real deals. You see what I'm saying? You'll know what's right for you because you know God. So all you got to do is stay studying God, stay invested in God, stay being familiar with God, and you will be able to know what's out of God. They don't smell like God. Ooh, what's that? That, mm, that ain't how God smell. <laughs> Man, that ain't how God looks. That ain't how God does things. That's what happens when you become familiar with him. You will be able to, in a moment, know the fake because you know the real. So F, fellowship with God more and become more familiar with him. L, love yourself and focus on leveling up. How to be able to see and adhere to red flags better? Love yourself. Be loved. Let You should let him love you. Let him be the one to give you every, you know the song? You should let God love you, fam. And you should let yourself love you. Because the more you love yourself, the more you allow the perfect love of God to perfect out all the fear. So you know you're no longer insecure. You're no longer sad. You're no longer whatever. And you're becoming more glad now. The more you let God love you, right? The more those fears get out of you. And then you start loving yourself. Then you begin to see your value. You begin to see your worth. You begin to be like, man, I am actually valuable. I'm worth something out here. Because when you begin to love yourself, you limit others. You limit others. Uh, I love me. Uh, get off of me. Don't touch me, boy. I'll punch you in the face. You know what I'm saying? You don't deserve time with me. You got to earn time with me. If you want to burn time with me, you got to earn time. I don't mind burning time with my wife. I'll burn time. I don't mind burning time with people I love. I'll burn time up because they earned my time. It's okay to burn time with people that earn your time, but don't be burning time to figure out if they even worth your time. That's why you, instead of going to dinner tables, you got to start going to determining tables. I said this in a previous video. Should we even, is this person, first you got to go to God's table and be like, yo, is this from you, fam? If the Holy Spirit says no, I wouldn't even get coffee with him. I wouldn't even go out to eat with her. It ain't worth your time. So you got to fellowship. You got to love yourself. Because the more you level up, the more you start matching the levels up there. See what I'm saying? The reason why I love, I leveled up because my wife matched my values when I met her. We matched values. We let we was on the same level of standards, valuables, va values, principles. But if you if you down at this level, the people at this level ain't coming down. I'm telling. Hear me. The only one that came down for you and me was Jesus. <laughs> ain't no man of God. Ain't no woman of God gonna come down to you. No, no person of who are who is aware of their value is not coming down to find you. They're going to find you at their level. So level up to the level you desire. Level up to the type of man you want. Level up to the type of woman you want. Level up. Because people at this level, they're not coming down to you. So if you want to meet people at this level, you got to level up. And then you will be able to see all the type of red flags along the way. And you'll know you'll be able to spot things a little bit better. So L, love yourself and focus on leveling up. A, become more aware. Become aware, more aware of your surroundings. Practice discernment. Be more aware. And ask a lot of questions. Ask a lot of questions because people can't lie long. G, get rid of the red flags in you. How to be able to see and adhere to red flags better? Get rid of the red flags in you. See what's in you. 
How can you take the beam out of your, how can you take the speck out of your brother's eye? We got a beam of yours. S, take yourself, your purpose, and eternity seriously. When you take yourself seriously, and I should put God, when you take God seriously, and you take yourself seriously, and you take your purpose seriously, you take your legacy seriously, you take your name seriously, and you take eternity seriously, oh, you're going to look for flags. Or you're going to observe before you uh, um, serve. I pray this message was a blessing to you. I hope I got something from it. Thank you, God's girl. She had to teach this thing. Sisley said, bingo, love yourself and limit others. Oh, right. Uh, how do you love you when you have never loved you and don't know what it feels like or looks like? No, good question, Lindsay. The best way to discover the love that you would love to show yourself is to let God love it. I know that sounds whatever, but you have to start practicing engaging with God, venting to God, saying, God, hey, I don't love me. I need you to help me love me. And I, it's a love. Being loved is supernatural. It is supernatural, Lindsay. I didn't always love myself. I hated myself for a long time. I was in self-hate for a long time. I thought I was unattractive. I, 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 the big-headed jokes really got to me. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't like myself. It was a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit where I began to love myself. And the way God's perfect love, when I allowed God to love me and, 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 and whatever, he began to show me my uniqueness. He began to show me how he created me, how he fearfully and wonderfully made me. And then I began to love myself. I'm like, man, I am valuable. So you got to find value in God, find value in yourself so that you can be able to say, hey, I can love me now and practice loving you. Take yourself out. Get some endorphins in you. Go hang out. Go get, do some fun things, right? So how do you love you? Number one, you have to first uh, 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 be loved by God. You got to be loved by God. You should let him love you. Let him be the one to give you everything you hoped and want and needed, right? You should let him love you. Number two, how you love yourself is to observe, is to observe what makes you unique. Observe what makes you unique and say, wow, God really made me fearfully and wonderful. He, uh, I, now I can love myself. V, then you start valuing yourself, start valuing yourself and your time and engage, engage things that increases that love for you. So L, let God love you. O, Observe yourself and find out what makes you unique and created for such a time as this. V, begin to value yourself intentionally, meaning start letting go things that don't match God's vision for you. And E, enjoy your life. Enter God's joy and stay there. That's how you love yourself. Hope that. This was great, bro. God gets the glory. Thank you, coach. You, God gets the glory. You better preach it. I can't come down at this point. No, I can't come down and climb too. Bro, I don't climb too high. To come down to you and carry you to the top. I hate to think like my mama would say. So books that I think will benefit you all that came from this video is for my singles. I got a book called uh, uh, The Purpose of Singleness. You can go to my website right now. Let me find that. Iamunplugged.com. Or you can just go straight to Amazon <clears throat> and get the book uh, uh, The Purpose of Singleness so you can learn what it means to be whole and not full of holes. The most recent book that I just did, did was uh, Counterfeit or Counter Counterpart. How to continuously discern the will of God in every area of how to continuously discern the will of God in every area of life. This book is powerful. It has scriptures in the back to help you be able to see does this person match the word of God for me, right? Also, dating prep, the book that I talked about earlier. If you're in a dating relationship right now, you need some questions to ask them. You can also utilize this book for that and also the card games. I know I only got a limited of the cards here, but it is over, I think it's over a hundred or two hundred questions. 
And uh, um, so the card game, I would, I wish I had more graphics on that for you. But all that's on my website, IamUnplugged.com. All the links to every book, to every card game is in the description box below on YouTube. And um, those who are watching on Facebook, just go over to YouTube, find this video. And the links are there in the description box. Links to uh, Dating Prep, links to all my books. And if you want to support any kind of way you feel led to give, you can do that there on my website as well. We got courses on my website. If you want to partner with me on my Patreon, you can do so. I'm going to get my Patreon link here. If you want a little bit more coaching from me, you can go to my Patreon right now and partner there. Or you can go to my website, IamUnplugged.com. Go to the coaching tab. If you want coaching one-on-one with me, you want to talk to me on the phone, like really get on the phone with me and be life coached by me. Go to my website, IamUnplugged.com, under custom coaching. Submit me your budget. Let me know what your budget is per hour or so, what you can do per hour or hour and 30. Submit your budget, and we'll see what the Holy Spirit does. We will, I'll probably call you, text you, or email you. And I have seven weeks of life coaching opportunities, six weeks before I go back to school, six premium weeks. So if you want to be on my books in these next six weeks, go to my website, IamUnplugged.com. Go under the custom coaching tab. Book a session with me. Let me know what you need. Let me know what your budget is. And we'll see uh, uh, if I can uh, get you on my books and schedule. But I think that's it. Books, card games, ways you can support and give. Partner with me on Patreon or get life culture from me. You can do all this stuff on my website. Also check out my other channel, The Azzy Life. With me and my wife going to be vlogging a whole lot more this summer because we both educators. we got more time. So you'll be seeing me and my wife a little bit more over there. But that's it, y'all. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Amen. Stay looking out for those red flags. They're obvious. They're right there in front of you. And also look at the red flags in you. I love y'all. Take care. See y'all. Peace.